This is the High School Football America podcast for March the 18th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on GameStrat's banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Heading to Northern California today, we're going to talk a little Vacaville Christian School football, a program that uh, a couple of years ago shut down for lack of numbers, but uh, now they're back and last year had an an incredible season, uh, two years away from uh, being not even a football program. Last year, they uh, they had a seven and five season, making it to the uh, Sac Joaquin section division six semifinals. And the uh, the man that has uh, brought the, the program back and back in a big way is going to be on the line here in just a second to talk with us. Manny Tarango is the head coach at uh, Vacaville Christian. Uh, best way to describe it, and we're going to have Coach give you a little bit more than this geographic uh, uh, little analysis here, but uh, northeast of San Francisco, southwest of Sacramento, kind of wedged in the middle there. And uh, aside from being a, a football coach, one of the things that makes uh, this uh, coach very unique is he is an active airman in the uh, the Air Force uh, there at uh, Travis Air Force Base. He's serving our country, and we uh, appreciate that. We're going to talk about how he manages his time with all of that, but uh, pretty pretty interesting story you're going to hear out of Coach Durango, or Coach T as he's affectionately known, uh, originally from the uh, state of Texas, the El Paso area. We all know there's a little good football down there in Texas, so he's probably brought some of that uh, fervor to uh, Northern California, and we welcome uh, Coach T into the show. Welcome to the show, Manny. Hey, thank you very much for, for having me. I'm super appreciative for uh, getting this opportunity to speak on the platform and uh, yes, so thank you and it's a, a pleasure to be here. Well, we're we're glad to have you here and uh, as as the people listening around the nation know that little lead in means there's a lot of stuff we can talk about here. But I'm going to start with the yeah. easiest thing to make sure we we put it in perspective when you have a national audience. I, I gave northeast of San Francisco, southwest of Sacramento, but put on your uh, your ambassador hat, your chamber of commerce. Talk a little bit about Vacaville and uh, how uh, Vacaville Christian football fits into the community there. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Um... Yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. You know, Vacaville's, we're right in the middle of everything. Uh, Sacramento's really close by, 35 miles. San Francisco, uh, Napa Valley. Uh, we're, we're just kind of the middle of, of everything, so you kind of have a flavor for whatever it is uh, that you want to do. Um, but specifically here in Vacaville, uh, pretty, pretty big community, about 100,000 people, um, very diverse uh, cultures and uh, just very, very family oriented. Um, and how does that play into the part with, you know, with high school f- football and sports and all that good stuff is, um, you know, we have a tremendous, tremendous youth football programs here in the area, very competitive, um, a lot of little league and uh, baseball, pony baseball, um, Bobby Sox, uh, a lot of indoor soccer leagues. And a lot of community community centers here for you know the families in the area to to get out and get involved and um, and with that it kind of culminates uh, every May uh, we have a parade just to kind of celebrate uh, the town and the community and and we call it Fiesta Days and that's been going on for since the fifties late fifties and uh, so we have a big parade and uh, we have um, 
all the local businesses in the area get to, you know, march in the parade, the police department. And what's really unique about it is, you know, a lot of times they'll reach out to the, the local, you know, baseball teams and the local, the bands and uh, the football teams. And you get to make these big floats and, and kind of get to showcase your programs or the things that you're doing in the community. Um, it's, you know, big time event and, and it's in front of everybody. So uh, it's, it's everybody's anticipating it every year. You know, we typically have really good weather at that time. And so it's really cool to kind of kick off the spring, get ready to go into the summer. Everybody knows, you know, if that football's getting ready to come back around because we're having that Fiesta Day parade and um, just to get to celebrate everybody because there's just so much going on in the community. And sometimes you can kind of get, uh, get your, laser beams stuck in just what you're doing and <laughs> being able to kind of sit back and see all the great things that are happening in the community, uh, within the families, uh, from the, the five-year-olds all the way up to the high school, uh, folks. And it's just a, a really cool and unique event that's, you know, specific to us that everybody enjoys. Talking to Coach Manny Durango uh, tonight, uh, Vacaville Christian in Northern California. Uh, Coach T is the way he's known. And, and, and Coach, so, you know, all the excitement you talk about there. And then after the 2015 season, since you're a Texan, uh, the Friday night lights go out on the program there. And, and then two years ago, uh, you get the call. You were an assistant coach there at, at another high school, and you get the call to, to revive this program. So dial it back to uh, 2018 and, and the rebirth of Vacaville Christian and some of the things you had to do to, to kind of get the, the program not only started again, but headed in the right direction so that you didn't have another shutdown in, in the near future, if you will. No, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I've Vacaville Christian's, you know, been around in the community for a very long time. When I first started out coaching, I was a youth football coach uh, with the uh, Vacaville Junior Bulldogs. And, you know, we used to play the youth uh, league there, Vacaville Junior Christians uh, Falcons, and um, so I always knew about the program, and all those kids were, you know, end up going into the high school, and then for whatever reason, some things kind of halted, and and so um, I know that was kind of tough on the community, and and it was, you know, just always in the back of a lot of people's minds, and so uh, when we got the call to, you know, the opportunity to apply for the job. I mean, the first thing I, I had to, you know, I thought about was, you know, I got to have the, I got to have a staff, mm-hmm. you know, um, no one man is an island and you got to have the right people with you because it, it's a lot of work as I know the coaches across America know how much time is invested in building a program or continue it, continuing its succession. So that was pretty much the first thing we went after. And, um, I'm telling you, I, I'm blessed to have the, the men in my life. Uh, my coaching staff, a lot of us have been together for 10, 12 years. Um, so that was the first thing. And uh, the, the coaching staff that I had with me working on my staff at Vanden High School, which is the high school I was previously at, uh, I asked them to to come and join me um, and trying to, to do something different, um, but still, you know, you know, compete at a high level and, and all those good things that you want out of a football program. And, and, you know, they said yes. And so it really became a family affair. And when, when you get together with like-minded people that are passionate about taking care of families and taking care of, of the athletes and ensuring their success is not just on the field, but off and, and getting them to college or whatnot, 
um, it really makes life easy. And so that was the ballpark is we all had that foundation and understanding of, of who we were and what we wanted to do. Um, and then getting in there and meeting the students and, and trying to build a relationship. And I don't use that term lightly. Relationships are very, very important, um, to us, uh, and me specifically. So getting in there, building those relationships with, with the kids in the school, um, kind of got us, uh, started off. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it wasn't easy, but getting in there, um, getting all the equipment out and finding what you do have and what you don't and getting stuff on order or whatnot. And so, uh, trying to put together a, a strong team and, and, you know, we were very young, uh, that year we, ended up starting 10 freshmen, wow. you know, and we played at a varsity level. Um, we had two juniors at the time and, you know, a handful of sophomores and, and we went and, uh, you know, it started out really strong. Um, I, I came in late. Uh, so I got into the school about April. Um, so I didn't really have an off season. And so, um, you know, we were trying to get, like I said, build that relationship piece and then in, implement a scheme uh, with our power spread offense and, you know, our, our four, two, five defense. And for some kids that might be brand new and, um, and never done before. And so, um, yeah, we kind of hit the ground running and, and building those relationships quickly with those kids, um, really, really helped. And so they, they bought in really, really quick once they saw that, Hey, you know, this is different. It's not just football, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're building a a family here and, um, they hit it off with the coaches and that's kind of how that year continuously went on with, Hey, we're learning together. We're building, you're going to learn, you know, about perseverance and, and all those things. And, and, uh, you'll be rewarded, you know, when you continuously put in the work and, um, that led us right into that next off season. And, um, it was good to go through those bumps and bruises, so to speak in the building of that first year, because they saw the potential and they saw the amount of, love and affection that was invested in them from myself and the staff. And I think that's what really propelled us um, into the year two. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit and get some of the kids by name in that led you to a 7-5 and five season and a, and a nice run in the postseason. Uh, we're talking with Coach T, Manny Tarango, uh, Vacaville Christian in Northern California. And uh, I mentioned it at the top, Coach, and we're going to talk about this a little bit on the back end here, but you've got that uh, that Air Force background still active, defending our country uh, at uh, Travis Air Force Base there. And uh, I'm going to use the word enlist, right? Because you enlisted. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. I, I would assume that you, you've heard a pitch or two about enlisting so when it came time to restart the program what was your pitch to the kids the the, the kids that uh, revived uh, Vacaville Christian football well um, you know just letting them know that you know you're going to be able to to play football very fast um, and and have a lot of fun doing it keep it really simple you know uh, yes we have a, a militaristic background, um, and, you know, things are going to be disciplined and structured, but, um, more importantly, something that I learned a long time ago from my very first supervisor who ended up getting me into coaching Paul Grokey. Um, he said, if you're, if you can't have fun at work, then you're going to have a hard time working. And so (laughs) I've always carried that with me, especially when you're, when you're dealing with young people and, uh, getting them to come out and try it out and, and just say, you know what? come out. I I promise you, you're going to have fun. It's a lot more than football. And, um, and honestly, 
it, it sold itself, you know, once they got out there and, and started seeing how we can uh, take a baseball player who maybe has only played baseball um, his whole life and is now wanting to try football and, and, you know, maybe he's, he's a free safety. And so you able to kind of explain it to him and, and center fielder uh, wording and how to chase after a pot fly and, and those kinds of things or taking the basketball player and say, Hey, come out for, for football. And I've never played football before. Well, you know how to run a two, three zone. I'm going to show you how to run, how we do a two, three zone in football and, and those kinds of things. And so being able to speak that language to those kids and then getting them to come out and see the fun side of football, um, I think was really the selling point. Manny Tarango on the line, uh, Vacaville Christian football, the the topic of conversation. And coach, I've been doing this uh, this show for for a decade, and you're the first uh, active uh, person on on the line here, uh, doing your job, uh, serving the country, and also serving young men as a head football coach. So I got to ask this question, which is um, obviously, and, and having so many family members in in the service, some of them are lifers. I know the 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 dedication. They, you know, there's a certain way to do it, right? It's it's A B C D. It's not A Q. Right. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so my question to you is this, because you have that background, you said it did it, it did help you a little bit there. Sometimes does it get in the way a little bit where you've got these, you know, teenagers who may not understand that you go A, B, C, D and it works? Well, it's, it's one that's funny. Yes. Um, the, the great thing about what I've learned being in the military, and it's something that's inbred into us early, early on. Um, is is flexibility and to learn to be flexible, learn your environment and be able to shift in your envi- environment to be able to to get the mission done and being able to relay that to to young people um, I think was a, was fairly easy. Um, we they understand that we're very scripted and and we have a, a discipline which you know all of us like I said the majority of my staff is either active duty military retired military or works here on the base, or grew up in a military um, family. Um, so we're all very structured, and so they know that, and uh, and they like it, uh, believe it or not. They, they like knowing the script and the schedule ahead of time, and they know, hey, school's out. We have 15 minutes to get to the weight room. We're going to do our 30, 35-minute you know, workout, then we have the study hall, and they know every single day, it's Monday. Here's what we got going. And, and so they know if something's kind of off or if we're maybe a little bit longer in a certain period, you know, you kind of get that bump like, Hey coach, um, are we supposed to be at seven on seven now? I feel like this has gone a little bit long. want to make sure we stay on that script and get the job done. And so I laugh because it, that it's funny because you spend so much time with them that, you know, as a coach, you have everything on your paper that you want to get done, that you believe is what's needed to, to execute the game plan, the test on Friday. But then the level of buy-in that it, it kind of clicks for me when, when those kids can identify, hey, you know, we're a little bit long or we're a little bit short. And I think it helps with the selling points because <clears throat> they understand, hey, we're, we're going to come in, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have fun, but at the same time, just like class, you know, we still have a job to do. And, and we, when we're in class, we're expected to get in, take notes, get the material and get ready for the homework. And, and football is the extension of the classroom. And so they see that and, uh, they carry that onto the field and then they understand it's a lot easier when we start talking about grades and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
they get it because I can use football mm-hmm. in term terminologies and say, hey, we're doing the same stuff out here that's expected you expected of you in the classroom, um, and it just it's a win win for everybody. Well, as I say to all the people out there who are not in the coaching profession listening, uh, that's f- folks is why coaches are so important in America. They do a lot more than just X and O it out there. Manny Tarango is on the line, uh, Coach T, and then let's uh, let's uh, get into last year. You set the tone, saying you know there were some growing pains there as you turn the the program lights back on, if you will. And, and last year you you make a, a postseason run. Uh, tell me a little bit about how much fun that was for you to see it kind of click for the kids. And then let's get some of the kids in by name from last year's program or last year's team, I should say, that that played a role in in, in doing what you guys did, whether it was in the locker room or, you know, in the classroom or, you know, on the field itself. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the the best thing uh, was having the entire team be able to come back, not, you know, graduating, uh, you know, a lot of seniors that some high school programs like in the area do, you know, we played a couple of teams where we're there at their senior nights and they're graduating 25 seniors. And you're like, wow. And you look at your team and, you know, you barely got 25 players, more or less, you know, 25 (laughs) seniors. And so, um, I think that was uh, a huge part, you know, that foundation. And then those guys finally getting a full off season, you know, getting in the film room in December, you know, getting out there and, and starting to work on, um, making sure that, you know, we're recruitable and, and going through the film and, and learning the process and then understanding what the scheme is designed to do and the expectation out of that. And so what kind of helped bring all that together was our now two senior, you know, two senior leaders, Tamani Williams and, and Gabe Helmer, who was our, our quarterback and uh, did a phenomenal job um, understanding how to get, Tamani in space and, and then utilizing, you know, those other assets like we have on the outside, Kendall Allen, that wide receiver, almost two years in a row, thousand yard receiver. Um, and having those guys work and those two seniors coming in and saying, Hey, you know, we went through the growing pains um, together and, and we understand what is needed. Um, and then being able to pull those guys around and get in that extra work and demand more from their teammates in the weight room. And then that just trickles down, you know, to the now sophomores, which ended up, you know, getting led by our defensive player of the year, Zach Mercado, our nose tackle and center uh, captain of our offensive line. And, and then now you start seeing the ownership. You see Gabe own the offense and know where we want to go with the ball and what the defenses are trying to do. Cause we've been preparing for this and Tamani knowing when his number is going to get called and, and Zach making those calls up, up front for the offensive line and, and the guys just started clicking and it just, it blew up quick. And, uh, and it's a lot of fun to watch, especially when you see what it came from mm-hmm. and then to see them all finally just get it and the smiles on their faces and the hugs and the high fives. And, uh, I mean, it was great. And then once those things get rolling, I mean, it, it just spreads like wildfire. And then you get those guys on the defensive side of the ball, like David Martinez, uh, had a phenomenal season for us at strong safety, probably our hybrid moved them all around. And then our leader in the middle, Bryce Pazdell, our, our sophomore middle linebacker, uh, saying, coach, I got it. And I understand uh, what you need and what you want. 
being able to make those adjustments that he couldn't make that, that first year because he was still learning the scheme, being able to go out there and come to the sideline at a timeout and say, hey, I know what we need to do. We need to move to this front. We need to check out of this blitz or this coverage because X, Y, Z. And you, you, as a coach, I've learned you let those kids make those decisions because they're in the game and they're feeling it. And that's that relationship that I talked about earlier is you, that's when you know that the buy-in is there. They believe in you because you give them that ability to say, you know what, son, you make the call. You're absolutely right. Let's roll with it. And, you know, it sometimes it turns out good. Sometimes it turns out bad. But for the most part, it's good. And those that's as a head coach, you kind of walk away and and smirk and say, Hey, you know what? That kid's figured it out. The light bulbs come on and we have something special here. And so, um, it, it's, it's just great and, and fun to, to watch them grow up um, and see that the, they haven't even hit their ceiling yet. Yeah. Talking Vacaville Christian football coach team, Manny Tarango on the line. And, and let's just kind of further that into 2020. Now, now those 10 freshmen, right. That you, you as a coach, you're looking like a genius, right? <laughs> even though you're, <laughs> you were forced to do that, but, right, but, but, at, but at the end of the day, I guess, what are some of the things, like you said, the, the light bulb has gone off on a lot of these kids. So what are some of the things you're talking about in the off season, uh, making sure that, Hey, yeah, that was seven and five. That was a good, nice, deep run. You know, don't read your press clippings, all that sort of stuff you still have a job to do here so how do you how do you do that with young teenagers i'm sure the uh, the, the military background falls into play here too but uh what, what's the message in the off season going into fall camp well first and foremost um being a, the the guys the sophomores that are now going to be juniors and and the freshmen now going to be those sophomores being able to to get them to see you know gabe and and kendall uh be recruited um, and, and get ready for college football and, and all those kinds of things kind of makes everything tangible for them and going, wow, you know, this can be us. Everything that we've talked about um, is, is happening here. And so you get a, a sense of buy-in of I need to work harder uh, because there's still more goals, you know, to, to be met. So that helps uh, that their teammates have put them in a position uh, to to make a lot of noise in the collegiate world as far as recruitment's going here in the future. And so that, that first works. Two, um, that night in Mariposa, um, we were one game away from the section final game, and, and it didn't end up going our way. But uh, they ended up going on to, to win the, the section title. And I remember at the end of that game, um, pulling them all in, and just for five minutes, I said, I just want you guys to sit here silent and I want you to listen and take in the, the environment. And, you know, you're listening to the other team cheer and, and be happy and excited and you're happy and excited for them. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to, to leave that lasting impression to them so that way they can recall um, that emotion again when when needed later on and so uh just sitting there for like i said for five minutes and so now um when we talk uh we you know we start prepping for for off season or whatnot you know i can just say you know hey don't forget that that night in mariposa and they know exactly they can feel it and so it's a little bit different when you can recall memory and and i guess the pain being able to call on your pain to drive you and find some way to to motivate you to, to, to work harder. And so, um, they understand that they understand that they left something out on the field 
and the job's not done. And so now this off season and compared to last one, there's a different look in their eye. Uh, it's, it's, it's business. It's not a, you know, I see them passing them. Hey, how you doing today? How did, you know, how'd class go? And it's like, coach, we got two minutes to get to the weight room. We got to get back to Mariposa and we got to finish it. And, and as a coach, you, you want to smirk and, and, and say, yeah, get fired up for your guy. That's what you want. But at the same time, um, it, you know, you, you want to, Hey, I, I really want to know about your day because that's important and you're important to me. And as much as, you know, playing football and all that good stuff and working out is, is important. You're, you're, you're the reason why those things can happen. And so, um, but again, you know, when you walk away from those conversations knowing that, Hey, these guys were emotionally touched and know that the, the work is not done. And, uh, it's, it's time to get back and, and finish it and make it right. Um, it's exciting that you can have guys that are self-motivated, intrinsically motivated uh, to want to do good and, and be better. And not just for themselves, but for the program, for the city, um, for their school. You know, we're a very small school of 192 students. Um, and then more importantly, you know, they're seniors that are getting ready to leave to go play college football. Mm-hmm. Um, they want them to to be able to look back and say, hey, uh, my my team is still back at home and, and the guys are still doing well and, and being accomplished. Um, and so... And because and because you are so young, I know you got some names in there. We're talking about last season. I'm sure there's a little bit of overlap, but maybe name some of the kids you haven't. Where you you're expecting some big things out of them this year when they finally get uh, get onto the field. Yeah. So uh, Kendall Allen, uh, he's probably going to be one of our our most dynamic players this freshman year. 997 yards receiving uh, sophomore year. He went over a thousand thousand thirty six. Uh, the kid can do everything. Um, he's a all-world basketball player, led the basketball team in his freshman year to a section title at Vacaville Christian as the team's point guard, you know, as a freshman, you know, and, and so he just does it on the basketball court, the, the football field, and then, you know, he still carries a 3-5 GPA. And so, you know, we're very excited about what he's going to do. And then our, our senior, Jerron Leakes, uh, 6'3", 192 pounds, uh, strong safety, uh, wide receiver. Uh, he is, is definitely the, the leader of the team now that we you know with Gabe and Tamani graduating or getting ready to graduate and, um, and hungry, huge catch radius, big, huge work ethic. One of the most respectful young men I've ever been around. And then, like I said, our, our going to be junior linebacker, um, Bryce Pazdell, understanding and controlling everything on the defensive side. Zach Mercado returning our all-region defensive player of the year. You know, I've had a lot of defensive players of the year, but predominantly linebackers and, and strong safeties in my, my past tenures. But I, I never had a nose tackle uh, win defensive player of the year for the for the whole region here. Yeah. And, uh, and he is a game changer. And so we're really excited about – what he's going to be able to do. Um, Kai Nunley was our freshman running back last year, almost hit a thousand yards rushing. So we're looking for a, a, a thousand plus from him this year. And he's a big part of that. Um, and then lastly, Tristan Creed, another, you know, six, 375 pound uh, kid that can do it all utility guy can play every position and, and probably looking over to, to take on um, playing quarterback for us or, splitting time. And, and then we got some newcomers um, that came to the, the team late last year. Um, so Austin Dido, we're, we're looking forward to getting him involved in all aspects of the game. So 
very exciting, uh, could be a very explosive 2020. Vacaville Christian center stage on the High School Football America podcast talking with uh, Coach T, Manny Tarango, and uh, uh, spent a lot of time right now talking about uh, the team, uh, how he's brought it out of you know being shut down for a couple of years, uh, restarted in 2018. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, mentioned that he's an active military uh, at, at Travis Air Force Base, and uh, I wanted to spend a couple of moments because I'm sure with all of the coaches that listen around the country, and, and let's face it, all of our coaches around America, uh, do they they're their dads they're their teachers they're they have other jobs whatever it is it's not that yours is any different but i'm sure there's a lot of coaches listening going wait a second coach t is in the air force and he's a head coach how the heck does he manage his time so to, to <laughs> tell, tell the listeners out there first off what you do at travis air force base i give the air force a little bit of a prop here and then uh, break it down how, how do you manage life being a head coach and active in the military yeah, so I've I've been in the uh, Air Force Station at Travis Air Force Base for uh, about to be 17 years this coming June. I'm a KC-10 crew chief by trade, a big aerial refueler that we have here um, at the base and uh, done all different types of jobs, flown around the world. I've done multiple deployments in many different environments and uh, got to teach a little bit there for a couple of years as an instructor uh, with, with new airmen teaching them the aircraft and, and how to do your basic maintenance. And, and then now, uh, getting to, to run a support section that supports the, the flight line and the flying operations and stuff like that. And so, um, yes, it can be very crazy. I, I have two wonderful daughters, a, a five-year-old Annalise and a almost eight month old Aria, uh, baby. And, and my wife, Bree, um, she's a high school, uh, head cheerleading coach. And so, uh, it's very, very busy. Um, and, but you know, we, we just find the time to make it work. And, and in all honesty, I, I wouldn't be able to do it without the support of my leadership. They, uh, every commander, first sergeant, chief superintendent that I've ever had understands, um, the passion that we have for working with young people and, and being able to, to get them successful, not only on the on the football field, but like I said, in life. And um, I've I've got I've had been blessed to to coach a, a lot of kids that have ended up. You know, sometimes they see me at football practice in my uniform. There's been a lot of times where I'm running from from shift and and I'm you know in my flight suit when I was flying or or showing up in my ABUs and and um, they're like, hey, you know what, coach, I'm going to join the service because it looked like it did it did well for you. And, and yes. I kind of want to live that lifestyle. And, um, uh, some of my coaches, I've, uh, my special teams coordinator, Justin Moyer played for me for four years at, at Vanden high school. And, um, you know, his dad's military getting ready to retire. Um, and he's been around it his whole life and, and around me. And, and he said, you know, this is just something that I believe in. I want to continue to do. And so he came over to coach special teams, but the military brought us together and, 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 being able to coach him and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a blessing. Um, it's definitely a, uh, a balancing act with trying to communicate with my, my wife of, you know, her practice schedule and, and, and mine, and then our, our daughters, you know, swim and soccer practice. And, and then when the lights go out and everybody goes to sleep, you know, sometimes you got to put the coaching hat back on and get on the, the film or setting up the next day's plans or, 
you know, opening up the laptop to do, to do college work. Cause I'm, I'm still in my last final classes to, to finish up my bachelor's degree. So, oh, wow. um, <laughs> no, no coach, no coach out there, um, you know, can, would say that, uh, you know, coaching is just, uh, an eight hour, an eight hour job or whatnot, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we have very long days and, um, but you know, we do it because we love it and we know that it's going to better somebody else's life down the road. And, um, it helps to, you know, show my, my kids as they get older that, you know, if you want something you know, bad enough and you're passionate about something, then this is what it takes. You have to put in the work. And so our athletes see that and they understand that and we communicate that with them, not to, not for a pat on the back, but to get them to understand that if you think you're doing a lot, you can still do more. And mm-hmm. here's why you can do more. And I think that challenges them. It challenges me to continue to be that role model. So that way uh, they can say, Hey, if, if, if coach can do it and he's getting old and, and then <laughs> I can continue to do it and I can add more to my plate. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a juggling act, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun one. Yeah. You're not, you're not an old guy, by the way, coach T Manny Tarango <laughs> is on the line. Maybe with all that work, maybe you've aged yourself a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> we're talking Vacaville Christian football. Uh, but as we wind things down here, we're getting just a couple of things about his personal life in here and, and what he does. And it's very, very unique being active military and, and coaching. I guess, uh, maybe this is a stupid question. I hope it's not, but a, have you ever been deployed during a football season or missed a season because you were deployed? And do you ever worry about being deployed uh, in the middle of the season? Um, well, you know what? I've, um, I've had seven deployments um, and then uh, some other off sites and, and stuff in, in different parts of the world. And I will say um, I've been blessed that the times that I have gone on my uh, long tours is it's been out of season. However, um, as a flying crew chief, um, there have been times when I have had to leave the country for a couple of days um, and have missed a game or two. Um, but the, the great part about that is, you know, the, the culture and the people that you bring around that, that work with you, you know, that coaching staff that I talked about when we opened, um, those guys I trust in everything with them. That That's my family. And, uh, I know that when I'm not around or not available, those guys jump right in. They understand the expectation, and, and we don't miss a beat. And uh, and I'm very fortunate to to have that. So if you know things happen, and they do, and and coaches got to go, I know that they're in good hands, and and the show will the show will roll on. Um, we haven't had to you know juggle anything crazy like that yet, um, but if we do. You know, we're always prepared, but um, I made sure that I've always made and held my commitments and, and what I signed up to do and um, always ready to respond and, and do my part whenever it's it's asked of me um, and then continue to do my part and what's asked of me to, to serve these young people in the community and, and serve our student athletes as Actville Christian. So well said, and we salute you for that. As a matter of fact, you know, I was thinking of this um, was, as I was researching, and I could probably go on for another hour. I don't want to put that put you through that, but as we wind down here, one <laughs> of the things I did want to touch on, because we are high school football America and was chosen that way for a reason, because we do believe that uh, America is the greatest country on earth. Uh, I, I noticed that uh, when you were a multi-sport athlete in El Paso, I guess you have a little music background. I saw I said singer uh, uh, <laughs> looking, to, looking to go to New Mexico. See, I dug deep here. New 
Mexico State, yeah. uh, maybe major in music, uh, but then something happened that uh, kind of changed your life a little bit. Can you talk about that a little bit for the listeners as to why you are in the Air Force right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I um, I was a singer my, my whole life and played piano and all those good things and uh, multi-sport, and uh, that's just what you do. You know, my parents were very big into, uh, you know, you're going to do everything and then pick what you like. And I just so happened to be blessed to like everything. And so I, I, I just went from sport to sport to sport and, and I had to keep my academics, uh, very, very high. You know, my mom didn't play when it came to that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, we get to that point, you know, and I'm trying to make that decision. And then, uh, nine 11 happens. And, uh, I think anybody that, that grew up in that time or was in high school knows how impactful, uh, that was, and, and coming from a, um, military background, you know, all my uncles and cousins served and, uh, it just felt like that was my calling and the right thing to do at the time, um, to go out and, and serve and, and know that, um, you know, that it just, it just felt right. It just felt like the thing that I needed to do and, uh, went down and, and got enlisted into the air force and, uh, knew that I wanted to stay in, in aerospace and, and work in, in that spectrum and, and got working on aircraft or whatnot. And, um, but just knowing that, that, that sports guy in me was going to lay dormant for a little bit. And, um, and like I said, the air force has blessed me with so many, so many great things and, uh, it's brought me here. And so, uh, you know, I get now get that opportunity to, to do all those things that maybe I, I had to put on hold all those years ago. And so, uh, yeah, now getting to to coach football for you know the last fifteen going to sixteen years, and uh, it's been a, a heck of a ride. But nine um, eleven was definitely the reason why I came into the uh, Air Force, and it was probably the best decision I ever made. And again, we we thank you for that. We're talking Vacaville Christian football with uh, Coach T Manny Tarango, and we're going to bring you back to the football field here now. Um, uh, you know, uh, in, in football, we sometimes mix mix words there that sound like the military. You know, go into battle and all those sort of things. And right now, uh, the country's kind of battling a, an unknown opponent, uh, something that can't be seen with the coronavirus. And uh, a lot of uh, you know, not a lot of it's just about everybody now. There's there's no contact coaches are not allowed to to have uh, workouts with their players and all that and I was just right. curious you know what you guys are doing there and at the same time because I know you've talked about your staff a couple of times let's get a couple of names of your staff in there too as well guys that are it's not just about coach T obviously but uh, what are you right. guys doing you do anything unique to try and keep it together or you guys just shut down waiting for the for everything to kind of wash its way through if you will <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly in communication with my staff, uh, coach Pat Moore, he's active duty military as well. He's a KC 10 flight engineer. who's my defensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking constantly and over the phone, FaceTime, Skype, uh, just about what everybody else is doing and, and, and working on, um, you know, different types of workouts that we can type up and, and send to the boys, uh, whether it be over huddle or, or whether it be through Twitter, um, or through the school's um, website or whatnot and, and staying in communication with those, with those team leaders and, and letting them know that, Hey, you know, we still have schoolwork to do and, and we still have film and we can still, you know, prepare and, and get the mental aspect of football, you know, ready for when it's time to get back on the field and in the weight room to, uh, to do the physical part. But um, 
the great thing about it is, you know, these kids are, are great workers. They, they love what they do and, and they understand the task at hand. And so, um, they're working. And so they, you know, they're sending me videos of them in their garage deadlifting, or they're sending me videos of them working with their bands and, and stuff like that, or, you know, in the backyard doing cone drills or, you know, ladders and stuff like that. And, and stuff like that, some kids with swimming pools and, and stuff. And so, um, we're getting the workouts out to them and, and, um, and they're getting and doing what is necessary and, and, you know, and us as well, you know, um, we still have little mini gyms and stuff like that, that, that we can use here at, at work. Um, and so the coaching staff is making sure that, you know, we stay up on, on our stuff and cause we want to be able to, to emulate what we're asking them sure. to do. And so, you know, we, we, they know that, Hey, if, if coach T and coach Pat, coach Lee, these guys are asking us to, to work out on our own. I know that they're doing it too. And, and so, um, you know, we might send them a couple snippets of, a of us getting on the, on the squat rack or whatnot. So they, they know that, uh, we still got it, you know, since we're the, we're the old guys to them. <laughs> um, we still got to kind of, you know, prove our, our worth around there. And so, you know, throw a little bit of weight on the bar and take a picture of us lifting it so they can kind of ease up on us a little bit. You can kind of, can kind of get tough there sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah, they all know it, right? They've got it all figured out already. Uh, Coach T on the line, Absolutely. and I was I was going to have that as the last one, but I uh, something came to my mind because I remember, and I, I can't, I, I, it was a documentary or a news story, and I remember uh, some soldiers. Uh, I can't remember where they were deployed, but they were talking about staying in shape when on deployment, uh, especially during some tough times in that where you you don't have you know a, a rack there or anything like that, so you can you, you got to kind of make do right and figure out a way to do right. it. I was just curious if there's any anything for all the coaches around the country that are listening that you could say, well, here's something you can do without even having a, you know, a, a rack or dumbbells or anything like that. Any, any tips for them on some things that they could tell their players to do if they're not fortunate enough to have a, a bench in their, in their basement or anything like that, where you can just be, you know, using, you know, uh, your own body to figure it all out. Is that a, is that a fair uh, question yeah. to ask you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and I've had it happen to me, you know, times when I was on the road and, and you land at a certain base in a different country and, and you can't leave your room for whatever reason. And so, um, I, for me, I always use the chair, you know, and, and doing those, um, elevated pushups and decline pushups, put my feet, propping my feet up on a, on a chair in a hotel room doing dips. Um, I've, I've gotten, uh, five gallon, uh, water jugs from the water machine and, and, uh, held those together and done goblet squats. I've done walking lunges, um, and then Tabatas, which is another uh, a fan favorite. I, I know a lot of the kids don't like it when we get into spring and we're on the field and we're doing Tabatas for time, but just rounds and rounds of, of different types of uh, push-ups, mountain climbers, um, uh, burpees, uh, those kinds of things, you know, for time with a rest and uh, work cycle or whatnot is, is a great way to keep yourself in shape um, a cardiovascular shape. So that way, you know, when it's time to get out on the field, you're not, you know, wow, 10 yard sprint. Uh, I feel like I have, you know, I can barely move my legs feel like they're in concrete or whatnot. So it's all about being able to, to balance all those kinds of things. And, uh, so those are some unique, I, you know, some unique things that we're doing. I mean, I've taken, I've taken two chairs and, and gripped them like dumbbells and, and kind of did, you know, side raises with them, uh, to try to work out my shoulders and, and stuff like that. So, 
you know, you look around a room and you can kind of get pretty, pretty innovative there, you know, with the couch and with a, with a chair and kind of put together some stuff. Just, I don't know, maybe disconnect the TV and, <laughs> you know, those old school ones, the old tube ones, right? And the old tube ones, right. And pull that out and kind of just maybe military press it over your, over your head or whatnot, you know, hopefully you don't, you don't drop it and break it. But, um, I mean, everything is everything is is open and free game right now uh with the situation that we're at hand and so um and you know what's cool about it too is uh going to twitter and and just watching all the coaches post you know their videos of of mm-hmm. what they're doing and you know and I'm like wow that's a great idea I want to do that and so just having a community where we can all come together and share those ideas um, to try to help everybody. You know, I think it's one thing that this time is, is teaching us is to, is to unify and to come together and work, uh, to solve a problem and a common goal. And isn't that what football is all about? Yeah. You know, to, to come together in a huddle with an objective and knowing that the man, I need the man next to me in order to, to drive the length of the football field. But our football field is this, this battle that we're having with this, this unseen enemy, and so we're all coming together. We're all huddling up, so to speak, um, to try to figure out and get the right play called to be able to execute. So that way, when we score our touchdown and when we eliminate the adversary, you know, we, we can celebrate in a win. And, and I know that we're going to get there and um, it's just a matter of time. Well, a lot of people, when uh, they heard that you had uh, retweeted our little little contest there on Twitter and, uh, and had the opportunity to come on here and talk about uh, Vacaville Christian football, a lot of people reached out to me and said, Jeff, this guy's the real deal. And uh, I'm just going <laughs> to shut up at this point because I think what you said there at the end uh, proves that uh, all of those people that reached out were, were spot on. We'll leave it at that. Coach, we appreciate uh, what you're doing uh, for the country, but uh, more importantly for my aspect, you know, uh, helping these kids, right, these student-athletes, athletes uh, get to the next level and grow up that's that's real important so we just appreciate you joining us and taking a lot of time out of your very busy schedule to talk and, <laughs> and shed a little light on what you guys are doing so thanks for joining us today yes sir thank you so much i appreciate the platform and uh look forward hopefully we can do this again and, and again thank you very much You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast. Make sure you keep up with all the high school football news from around the country every day by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com or follow us on Twitter at HSFBAmerica, our handle on Facebook, and Instagram is High School Football America. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of High School Football America. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast I'm Jeff Fisher.